This is the Eat.News podcast, powered by Back of House, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. This week, we're talking about the status of the Biden administration's nationwide vaccine mandate, DoorDash making some big moves, and a new accessory for your fried chicken. It's Thursday, November 11th. I'm Claudia Sarek. In today's top story, the much-anticipated details on the Biden administration's nationwide vaccine mandate were unveiled, though some legal ambiguities remain. For more details, we go to Back of House editor Matt Lynch. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the show. Hey, Claudia. Thanks for having me. Um, So yeah, the big takeaway here is companies with 100 more employees must require them to either be vaccinated against COVID-19 or submit to weekly testing, uh, and that's per the guidelines set by OSHA. And those are set to go in effect on January 4th, 2022. Uh, a couple things worth noting. First of all, that 100 number excludes independent contractors, but companies must account for employees all across, across all of their U.S. locations, and that's regardless of where that employee actually performs their work. Uh, Another important piece here is that employers will be expected to provide four hours of paid time off and additional paid time, paid sick time to accommodate uh, the employee vaccination process. Uh, And one final note, the policy provides some latitude for employers to accommodate employees with either medical conditions or sincerely held religious beliefs that would preclude vaccination. Thanks, Matt. And thanks for giving us the overview. So is there anything pending that could impact that January 4th date that folks should know about? Uh, Yeah, there absolutely is. Uh, So pretty quickly after the announcement um, was made, a federal appeals panel stepped in and temporarily blocked the measure. Uh, Beyond that, 11 states' attorney generals have already filed lawsuits against the federal government in objection to the mandate. So all in all, uh, the legal wrangling over this case uh, definitely appears to be far from over. Yeah, that makes sense. So where do you think this likely is going to end up then? Well, one employment attorney that we spoke to said he wouldn't be surprised if this ends up in the Supreme Court. And it definitely seems like a distinct possibility here. This court has shown some inclination towards upholding vaccine requirements uh, in previous instances, but it remains to be seen if they would support such a sweeping federal measure as this one. So what should restaurant operators be doing in the meantime, then, while they wait for everything to unfold? Yeah, I would say at a minimum, uh, as a first step, it would be a good idea if they haven't already to establish you know, a clear accounting of which of their personnel fall under the mandate guidelines uh, towards that 100 employee threshold that we mentioned and determine whether or not their business uh, would be impacted by this mandate. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, operators can start using uh, the guidelines that were just put out uh, to help start formulating a COVID-19 policy, you know, actually having something in writing and also uh, putting a plan together for how they're going to handle exemption requests, uh, again, based on the OSHA guidelines. Uh, this is all to say it, it's probably a really good idea if you haven't already to consult an attorney uh, to help you navigate some of these questions and figure out exactly uh, what this could mean for your business and what steps you would uh, need to take to be compliant should the policy be upheld. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Claudia.
from worker vaccination mandates to customer vaccination mandates. As of Monday, Los Angeles began requiring customers 12 and older to show proof of vaccination at restaurants, bars, and several other types of businesses. The new rules go into effect after L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti signed the ordinance this September. Businesses are expected to check proof of vaccination at the door, while larger outdoor events will require either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test from the past 72 hours. Here's a grim stat to chew over. Dine-in visits to restaurants were down nearly 50 percent during the year ending September 2021 compared to the pre-pandemic days of 2019. That's a mammoth drop, and one everyone saw in real time. But in fact, dining has quietly been declining for years as people turn to delivery apps to gin up their meals. In less depressing news, West Hollywood, California just raised its minimum wage to a robust $17.64 an hour. That's believed to be the highest minimum in America. The new rate will be fully in place by July 2023. It's well north of the federal $7.25 minimum wage that has been in place since 2009, a 12-year span in which America's cost of living has risen by 20%. Speaking of helping workers, DoorDash is making more efforts to protect its dashers, aka drivers, by rolling out a feature called SafeDash. The new in-app toolkit, powered by ADT, includes a safety reassurance call and an emergency assistance button. It's available now in Chicago, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. And DoorDash says to expect it nationwide by the end of the year. That's not all DoorDash has been up to. As the delivery giant debuted nationwide delivery late last week, meaning you can now get select favorites from iconic eateries around the country, even if you don't live near them. While shipping of beloved restaurant dishes is hardly new, Goldbelly has built a substantial operation doing just that since launching in 2013. DoorDash hopes that this will prove to be a new value add that will attract more restaurant operators to the platform. Amazon seems to deliver everything well, except for groceries, where other competitors keep outpacing the commerce giant, even with Whole Foods in the Amazon portfolio. To Amazon, this just won't stand, so look for its fresh grocery chains to get a big boost very soon. The key draw? A technology called Just Walk Out that lets you cruise out the door without ringing up individual items. It has set a goal of launching nearly 600 cashierless grocery stores by 2023 to make sure you have plenty of chances to just walk in. What happens when your online ordering efforts are too successful? It's no secret Chipotle has been crushing the online ordering game. Its revenue is up more than 25% in the last quarter alone. Yet their employee headcount has climbed only 8% higher. That's well shy of keeping up with demand. One employee who manages online orders at the register says the workload is like being ripped in two. Another worker claimed that sometimes online ordering is so brutal they are forced to shut the doors just to manage the orders tough stuff. If you place an online order at KFC this week, you'll get a little something extra. Through Thursdays, customers who order one of the chicken brand's iconic buckets through their digital channels will receive a tiny festive sweater covering their bucket of chicken. This sweater is called Finger Lickin' Chicken Mitten Bucket Huggers. The knitted novelty items come with built-in mittens in case you need to carry your chicken outside in the cold. 
Finally, if you're obsessed with movie popcorn theater, but not so hot on going to actual movies these days, AMC may have a solution for you. The movie giant is planning on making its popcorn available for purchase in a series of stores and mall kiosks around the country, eliminating the need to buy a ticket and sit through a two-hour film when all you really wanted was your popcorn fix. It remains to be seen how popular these popcorn pop-ups will prove to be with consumers. That's all for this week, folks. See you next time.